This is Five on Three, center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. Back again, WFUV's NHL podcast, Five on Three. Mike Messina is with me, Tyler Mooney. I'm Chris Hennessy. Three of us have done this podcast together probably 30 times, and this is the first time three of us have been in person together, which is very exciting. We have a lot to get to, including the Islanders ripping my heart out in the final game of the 13-game home trip and chicken sandwiches. A lot to get mm, to. Chicken sandwiches. Tyler is very excited chicken for chicken sandwiches. sandwiches. Uh, we'll get to that and a whole lot more. Sammy Blay, P.K. Subban, a heck of a shootout. But we're going to start nationally with uh, a GM firing. Bob Murray, one of the third-longest tenured general manager in the National Hockey League, he see, he gets shown the door. Uh, he technically resigns, um, but that's, that's a, a technicality. Um, and it's because of inappropriate workplace conduct. Um, it's obviously something that has been at the top of the news because of the Blackhawks scandal and um, what's going on with the Phoenix Suns as well, um, which I know uh, Kelly and Gigi and Roach have done a great job with uh, Pick and Pod. So if you don't know what that is, go check them out. But um, they he was shown the door. He's now in an alcohol abuse program, and um, he's no longer the general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. For all the crushing of Gary Bettman we did, Tyler, I think that – um, kudos is, is deserved because clearly that, that hotline has worked. Yes, yes. Uh, definitely in the wake of the Blackhawks scandal, seeing the way that the NHL and the Anaheim Ducks handled this situation, at least as of now, leaps and bounds better than we saw with the Blackhawks situation. Um, and it's an unfortunate end for, for, for Bob Murray. He was a great GM for the Ducks. I think they made the playoffs nine of his first ten years there. They were one of the best teams of the last decade to not end up winning a Stanley Cup. They can never get over that hump. But similar to what we talked about with guys like Quinville and Stan Bowman, great tenures with the team, but ending it with just, just a poor taste, and it's going to unfortunately taint his legacy for a long time. That's the one thing you're going to remember when you hear Bomber. You're not going to remember that he was 512, 357, and 123 in 14 seasons as GM. You're going to remember the toxic toxic workplace culture, the the – abuse at work and all the bad stuff just because of when it came down obviously that hotline's working and that's great that's obviously what everybody wants it's the point of it and I'm happy and I'm happy that he decided to take that next step um, put himself in an alcohol abuse center or or for treatment whichever one it was in in a certain program I'm happy for that but this has got to stop around the NHL man there has been so many scandals going on lately not just the NHL across all sports you mentioned the Phoenix Suns as well but it all started with this Blackhawk scandal and it's got to stop in the NHL man there is no part for that type of stuff in this sport and it really sucks to have to constantly hear about stories like this about toxic workplace environment toxic culture around women or around um, trainers and stuff like that, and it's just a shame to hear, man. But this is what people are going to remember about Bob Murray. They're not going to remember how great of a GM he was or, or anything like that. It's going to be all the negative stuff that that people remember. Yeah, I think that's well said, and I think that you say this has to stop, and eventually it will. But this might not be. This probably isn't going to be the last one because people feel empowered now to tell their story because they've seen it work with Kyle Beach and now uh, with this situation as well. Obviously, there's no name to this one, uh, but I. I I think it'd be naive to say that this would be the last one, if you know what I mean. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I think this is working very well, and and to to weed out these people. And and I heard somebody say like at some point, you know, can you teach an old dog new tricks? And it's like, well, why? Because why would you want to do that when there's new dogs who you don't have to teach new tricks who are just like decent human beings? It's not a trick. It's just like being a decent human being at some point. 
Um, there was a story from 2009. Uh, they lost, the Ducks did, to Detroit in the playoffs. Um, and in frustration, he he threw a chair or kicked over a chair, uh, and it hit a woman who was working for the television broadcast of the Red Wings. Uh, and she was injured to a point where she lost her job, actually. And there was a lawsuit, and he didn't have to pay any monetary damages, which was controversial controversial decision by the courts. So I guess it doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere if you know where, if you had a memory of that story, which I'll be honest, I did not. I was only nine years old. I don't remember that. But I read some old stories about it. And, um, yeah, it's it's certainly frustrating, as as Mike kind of outlined, because... This is not, you know, what this season of the NHL is supposed to be about. This is supposed to be about let's get 82 games in here and um, try to do that, which is another whole thing that we'll get to in a minute. Um, the first normal season and now the first month has been marred by these two incidents, and it's certainly frustrating. But I think at the end of the day, in a year, we'll look back at it and say, okay, well, you know, now that that Bowman and Quenville and Murray and whoever the next person might be is gone, we're better off for it. Exactly, yeah. You, you said that really well, Chris. It, it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it, but at the same time, it's good that we're talking about it. It's good that these things are coming out and these people are not staying in the game. And, yeah, I mean, Bob Murray was with the Anaheim Ducks for 14 years. I, I don't think that this was, you know, a one-off thing or a couple times thing that was maybe just starting in the last few years. I saw a report that somebody who somebody from the Ducks, an anonymous source, classified it as pure daily mental warfare. That's pretty strong stuff, and that leads me to believe that it was probably a continuous theme. So, And you said it perfectly, Chris. I mean, people are feeling more empowered now. They're seeing these things come out. This hotline is obviously working. So I don't think – I mean, I think we might end up seeing some more stuff come out from different franchises. But listen, if, if that's what it takes and more things get out and we're getting better people working for these NHL franchises and better people in the game, then I think we're all for it. Yeah, you mentioned that that pure daily mental warfare, and there was something else that said the abuse was just endless. It was nonstop. It, it kept going from day in and day out. And you also mentioned that it's good that we're talking about this, but there has to come a point where it's not good that we're talking about all, all, all the issues going on in, in the NHL. It's not a good thing that this is happening. Yes, it's a good thing that it's coming to light and that people on social media platforms are making it a big, not not a bigger deal it is, but are making it a big deal and projecting their thoughts on it. But there comes a time that it has to stop completely, and I completely agree with you that there's absolutely going to be more stuff coming out, more information coming out about other coaches, other players, other general managers. I feel like that's inevitable, but there has to come a time where we can get over this hump of like the old school way to to coach a team, the old school way to run an to, to run an organization, um, and just move on from that, and having to stop talk about this, and be able to just focus on what's important, and that's making the playoffs, winning a Stanley Cup, and going from there, and having a good culture for your employees to work at, and it's just not how that has been for the last couple of years, and it's sad to see, but this has to start getting better because no one wants to constantly, constantly keep talking about this kind of stuff. But I agree, it is very important to raise awareness and let everyone know what's going on. So it sucks to see, but it's important to be talked about and it's important to shed light on. Well said. And this comes at an interesting time in Ducks history because they're hot right now. They have seven straight wins. Troy, Troy Terry has been on a heater. See that goal Zegra scored last night? He ripped one from the top of the circle. I love that, man. I love him. Oh, my God. My, my, man, my man Caulfield kind of let me down. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, was so, I was so high on him, hey, so I got to get high on somebody else. Hey, James, else. how much time has passed in the podcast? 
Um, nine minutes is the amount of time it took Mike <laughs> to mention Cole Caulfield, who is not uh, playing in the National I Hockey know. League. No, right I don't now. know. It's, it's just crazy um, how that you, happens. Thank you, producer James, for for letting me know that it's been nine minutes, and it, that's how long it took Mike. Montreal not on the rundown today. <laughs> nine minutes. Um, yeah, Trevor Zegers is going to be a star, man. I. But I can also tell you that you need a lot more than Trevor Zegers to win hockey games, and Troy Terry has been that. Um, been very fantastic for them. Um, I mentioned that uh, we have our first COVID situation of the year. The Rangers and the Devils are tied up in it, um, but it is the Ottawa Senators who are missing 10 players due to protocol in Sunday's game against Calgary. Uh, Drake Batherson, Austin Watson, Connor Brown, Nick Holden, Victor Mete, Nikita Zaitsev, Josh Brown, Matt Murray, uh, a lot of players, and even more are going to the list. They eventually postpone their next three games, uh, New Jersey, Nashville, and the Rangers. Uh, their next scheduled game is November 22nd against Colorado. Um, obviously, we wanted this season to go on without this, of course. That's uh, needless to say, but it's you know a reality of life uh, at this point, and obviously um, the concern on the hockey side of this is uh, when is the NHL going to take the Olympics away? Because there's going to come a time, and they have not put out a date they have not put out a um, a number per se, where it's like, oh, you know, we'll when we get to this number of postponed games, we're going to take the Olympics away. So theoretically, they could take it away right now at three. Um, so that's the number one. Con- obviously, the number one concern is for the health of the players and the people who and the coaches who are sick. But number one concern from a hockey perspective is when are they going to take the Olympics away? Because after twelve years of fighting back, fighting for it back, or eight years of fighting for it back, uh, it's going to get taken away here. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a thing that we're just going to have to live with. We're seeing it in other sports, in NFL, in the NBA. So, I mean, this is not going to uh, be... I disagree. We're, we're not seeing any cancel games well, in no any, any games. NFL games. I meant in the sense that players are getting COVID and missing games. I mean, got it, got I'm a Sixers it. fan. The Sixers have been extremely shorthanded the last few weeks. So, And they made San Jose play with like no players, too, Last uh, the back to the NHL. The Sharks played with like 12 guys in protocol last week. Two weeks ago, so it's like, what's like? How come? I I just don't understand like why that those games were postponed. Obviously, the Sixers are another one. It was the Packers had to play that yeah. Thursday night game with like three wide receivers on the team. Like, so uh, the leagues don't want to postpone it until the NHL can take the Olympics away. And they're like, oh, let's just postpone every <laughs> single game until they can take it away because they don't want us to go. But, I mean, the Packers playing the game with three wide receivers doesn't matter because there's only like four on the team anyway. So. No, I knew know <laughs> what I mean, but like there was, it's just this is the of course the NHL is the first one to bite at the yeah. postponement. I mean, so. it, I'd I'd obviously rather this than the Senators are forced to play this game. They play the Devil. I think they were supposed to play the Devils tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you got Devils players testing positive, and now you have a full on outbreak, and well, that's, that's a situation where the Olympics could then actually really get threatened. Because you said it, they never named the point where if they reached a certain amount of cancellations, they would take the Olympics away. They're not going to do it because of three games, especially assuming the Senators are able to recover fully and the schedule is able to resume. But if there were a massive outbreak where, you know, four or five teams are getting affected and suddenly, you know, double-digit number of games are getting canceled, that's a situation where you could see it. So I think this was definitely the right move from the NHL just to play it safe cancel the games, make sure everybody recovers, and we do have a very long season. It shouldn't be that hard for the NHL to squeeze in three more games. Look, I it's it stinks that this is still happening around sports. Obviously, people are going to continue getting COVID and continue being put in protocols, and it really is unfortunate to have 
what was it, Chris? Ten people? Is that is that the final it was, number? It was ten for the Flames game. It might even be more now. So starting at ten, that's very unfortunate. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to a different perspective of this. Not that it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. But this is significantly helping the Rangers out, in my opinion, because they have been going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for three weeks in a row now, and they're traveling. Cross country. This week, if they had to play this game, it'd be Toronto Thursday night, Senators on Saturday night, then back to New York City at the Garden on Sunday night. And not that this is obviously the way that it was supposed to go, but the this is going to help the Rangers get rest. It's, it's going to help them get all their energy back. They're injured, obviously. We'll talk about that that in a little bit. But very unfortunate situation for Ottawa, but I, I think the Devils and the Rangers and you said the Nashville Nashville's the team in between. I, I think it can help them just get rest and get refit and back to the way they should be playing hockey. For sure, you mentioned Tyler. You know, let's postpone the game so that nobody gets COVID on the other team, which hundred percent correct. Ottawa played Vegas a week ago, right? It was right around the time of the Eichel trade, so I guess ten days ago, and Vegas is going downhill real quick right now. March or so, and Carrier got put on the list this morning. Um, and it, I think, okay, Leonard tested negative. Um, the protocols make was, no sense, though. Because they're in for 10 days, but they're vaccinated? Yeah, and, and then yeah, if, I, like, you're vaccinated, they have to test two negative tests within a certain number. I, I don't understand any of it and who yeah, determines who plays and who doesn't play. And or, I also don't understand why the NFL and NBA and NHL and MLB all have different ones. It feels like yeah, they, should, they should all just no work sense. together. It should be that's all, what I'm saying. They should all just be the yes. same. I don't yeah. understand that either. Um, but speaking of the NFL, a bunch of the Vegas players went to the Raider game on Sunday, and then on Monday they started testing positive. So that's not great either. So I think Vegas is one to watch out for here to also get games postponed. Uh, does not look like they play tonight as I click through the schedule here. Right, Vegas has, has has had no scandals all year in any sport, so shouldn't yeah. be an issue. <laughs> Very. That's you know what you're right. You're right about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good point. So our first COVID uh, cancellations or postponements, I should say, uh, come from the Ottawa Senators. Um, all right, so now we're gonna head to the locals. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with the downs because we gotta end with the highs. Uh, Sammy Blay, out for the season uh, with an ACL injury he suffered in the corner uh, in the New Jersey game. Uh, it's a game that the Rangers won in the seven round shootout. They gave up a game tying goal late again, but they were able to persevere in the shootout. Uh, and just another three-point game in the Metro. Um, this is a tough blow. Obviously, he was one of the big acquisitions in order to get tougher in the offseason. Um, and, of course, the player who was directly involved with it, even though we can get into this because you guys are Ranger fans and probably disagree, I don't actually think it was a slew foot. But we can get into that later. Uh, but this is obviously a tough loss for for the Rangers, Tyler. Yeah, looking, I mean, you can't, hindsight's twenty twenty, and a lot of people were bashing on the Boots trade this summer. And, you know, Sammy Blay was the the big piece that came back. And mm-hmm. that trade just, I mean, you just gave away now a, a, a top-line right, forward. Second round pick. Let's see what they, they picked. I'm, but, I mean, just, I mean, the Rangers right now, they look like a team where if they can, you know, keep the solid goaltending going, maybe get a little bit of better scoring, this team could become a legitimate contender. And I, think you, they, I think they yeah. are a legitimate contender. And you gave away a first-line winger for what you're going to end up getting this season? Nothing. Because isn't the second, the second round pick is, is for this upcoming year. And oh, yes, yeah, so you're right. So the 2022 so draft. They literally have, they got nothing for, I mean, you can't, hindsight's 2020, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do that, that way, but though. it's just a tough way to look at it. I actually, I agree with you, Chris. 
I don't think it was a slew foot. Thank you. Clean sweep. Don't I, don't agree either. Fantastic. I don't think yeah. so either. I, I look, think well, look, look it, clean. Well, yeah. Rangers Twitter sucks. We've had this conversation <laughs> on this podcast. Poor Thomas Quigley, man. I, w- I love you guys. I wish Quigs was here because Quigs is getting crushed on Twitter. Go into Quigs' mentions because he has a tweet out there that says um, it's not – it. Like upon further review, it doesn't look like Subban actually slew fitted him. And according to him, he told me this. He's getting crushed for this. And if you watch the replay, Subban has his back to him. He doesn't stick his leg out. Subban we does not deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think that's completely fair. Um, I think that you know we should understand that. We talk about the Devils a lot, and he's probably going to get suspended the next time he actually does slew fit somebody. And it's unfortunate that Blay hit his foot. And that's how this happened because I don't think it was a slew foot. Um, his head was up. He was going yeah. after the puck. And, I know. And he just hit his it, leg. He just hit it. Yeah. 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 So he's going into the corner, and his his foot does move out a little bit, but that's just how you have exactly. to stop. That's like, how you stop. You're, you can't stop. Physics 101, you can't stop <laughs> moving if your feet are like tight together like a ballerina. Exactly. You have to spread out. You have to spread your base out, and he's going to stop. And it would even be different if, you know— their shins collided or like there was even more solid contact but his skate like the tip of his skate hit the back of blaze skate like it was such minimal contact there was barely any yeah it's just a very unfortunate play looking at him going to the board though man it's brutal to watch injuries like that you see the leg just hyperextend and go the other way and like you hear him screaming i wasn't at the game i quigs was but i'm like you could hear blaze screaming uh, on on the TV, so I can only imagine that you didn't hear him screaming while yeah. on the Chase Bridge. But that that's such so, such a big loss for this team. And yeah, I, I'm I was I watched it a couple times this morning just to figure out what side of this I was on. Definitely don't think it was dirty, but every other hit Subin has oh, on yeah, people no, is always yeah. the Reeves. The Reeves one was, was very and, dirty, and he hasn't been a, he hasn't been the same since that hit. Yeah. He has not been himself since that. And, and but hey. This, in my opinion, is a hockey. It's a hockey play. He's going to get the puck. Incidental contact. And, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Obviously, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. But I think the team kind of might be on the same page as well because you only see one person go after him, and he didn't even really go after him. There was no after-the-play scruff or anything like that. They were all pretty much just standing. And I think the team kind of, like, saw the play afterwards and realized that, no, it wasn't intentional he didn't do this purposely to to hurt him that's the the vantage point I got from it I don't know if you guys have watched the replays at all but no players really went after Subban and that kind of tells me that they also don't think it was intentional and and that yeah the fact that Reeves especially didn't go after him I mean I think part of it it's a 2-2 game too in the third period you know you don't want to take an unnecessary but if you're Ryan Reeves Reeves, and I think these guys all play these guys all play hockey I'm sure you could see even when Kreider was helping Blay to the locker room. He was looking up at the scoreboard to see the replay. I mean, they see that they they know what a slew foot is and they know what an accidental play is. And I'm pretty sure that they recognize that that was an accident. Yeah, and it it wasn't even egregious like everything else Subin does. Is it was very, very, <laughs> very just accidental in my eyes. And, and yeah, obviously, you don't want that to happen to any player, especially a player that you're a fan of or a player on your own team. But it's it's unfortunate, and, and I don't think. Subin should be getting grief for this, but he should be getting it for um, every other thing he does. Yeah, exactly. I saw, I saw, especially it's true when I saw a montage of like all of PK, PK Subban's like slew foots throughout his career. There's a lot of them. There's like, really? There's, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. He used to do it when he was in Montreal, too. He might get fined for this one, though. It might end up Yeah, they might not give him fine. the benefit of the doubt, but there's like one in Montreal and like Chris Kunitz is on the Penguins. It's like, it's like straight out of 2009. <laughs> like, it's a long time ago. Um, 
and they, they like you watch all of those, and then they put this one in there. It's like, how can you watch all of these plays and then put this one in the end? It's like, yeah. yeah, it's all the same. It's like, no, it's a terribly unfortunate injury. Obviously, you hope the best for Sammy Blaze recovery, but it's not not a dirty play. Anyways, the big Devils, loss though, big huge big loss. loss. Don't worry, Greg McKegg is recalled Greg, for the 19th <laughs> time the in McKegg. two weeks, so it, it's okay. <laughs> saw, the team's doing oh my god, that. I saw the funniest tweet. I saw somebody like quote tweeted the Rangers announcement saying that they're bringing up and they're like well the good news is he's still stuck in traffic from the way the last time they sent him down so he's already packed he's already he can just turn around on the highway oh my god yes Greg McKegg the classic classic call up and bring back from Hartford that's that's not an easy ride either I'll, I'll tell you that especially it seems like five times a week he's doing it so <laughs> I'll tell you that from experience. It's not an easy ride. Um, Hedl's coming back though. That's going to help out. He'll take over the third line center role. So that that yes, that is that is a big that is a big bat. And then it looks like Shesterkin's not hurt, right? He's yeah, starting he's, tonight. He's, he's starting fine. tonight. Starting okay, tonight. So he's, that was a scare against Columbus, I know. But now that he's not hurt, that's obviously beneficial. Um, let's, let's let's stick with the Devils. They they look really good. I'm not gonna lie, they look very good. They they crushed the Islanders. Mackenzie Blackwood looked. Incredible in that game, even though the Islanders put up a very, very soft 41 shots, I will say. Um, but without Jack Hughes, they've really held serve, Tyler, and we thought that they were going to tumble right off the face of the earth without him, and they've been so fantastic, and they're fourth in the Metro. They got 17 points, and it's going to be very, very tough for them to make the playoffs. It's going to be tough for every team to make the playoffs, including the Islanders, uh, who we thought were going to run away with this division. But um, I... I you gotta like what you've seen, especially out of Blackwood. Wait, Tyler, I have a question for you. Are who who's last in the Metro? Is it? It's, it's the Islanders. Is it the Rangers? It is. It's no, not the Devils. It's, uh, it's the Seed. No. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's, it's the Islanders. Islanders. Okay. Well, they okay. Su- well, what? You think I'm gonna sit here and like talk roses about the Islanders at the? No, no, absolutely not. You're I just probably have to get gonna be the harshest there. critic. I every time I look at the standings and see the Islanders low, I think about the episode, the preview episode we recorded, and Chris let it off with. This is like the first time we've ever been able to talk about yeah. the Islanders being better than the Rangers, and oh my God, Chris, I, what is happening? We have, okay, we'll, we'll, give, the, we'll give the, the Devils, the devils a little time. bit of love because we will give the Islanders in a few minutes. But yeah, the the Devils are looking good. I believe they're in the last wild card spot right now, and you said it—they're doing it without Jack Hughes, they're doing it without Miles Wood, and Nico Heischer only has two goals right now in 14 games. You got to think that he'll be able to turn it on at some point. So if they can keep, you know, the secondary scoring that they're able to get. If they can keep playing these good games, they killed the Panthers the other night, and then they had that great game against the Islanders. So, I mean, the Devils, they are what we keep saying every week, I feel like, oh, yeah, they're playing good, but they're going to fall off, and so far they have not fallen off. So we'll see what goes on with them. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I don't know about you guys, I think I know my answer, but I haven't really watched much Devils hockey this year at all. Every time I see the word Devils, I kind of just keep keep scrolling, <laughs> through, scrolling through my TV channels. But look, they, they've been playing very, very competitive hockey. They yeah. had that great game against the Rangers, obviously, where it might have been their, where they looked best all season, to be honest with you. Yeah, they lost in a shootout, um, but they looked very competitive. They have four guys on their team with 11 points, and that's surprising this early, honestly. I, mean, I did not think four guys were going to step up and produce as much as they really have. Look, Pavel Zaka with seven goals, four assists. Um, Johnson, Mercer, Brat, all with 11 points as well, four, five, six goals for each of them. Look, they're... They are ready to play, and this is a Devils team that we didn't expect to see this aggression, that this enthusiasm out of this team coming in, especially with the Jack Hughes injury. How are they going to be able to keep this momentum going forward? But they look like they're ready to play. They look like they want this more than I've seen in a long time with, with this Devils team, and, and they just look prepared and ready to go. And, and I'm surprised, especially with this injury, that, that they're playing up to the speed. 
Right, and you add Dougie Hamilton to any team, and their defense gets much, much, much better. And I think we've seen that as well. Um, but they did give up 41 shots to the Islanders. And it's a lot. It's a lot of shots. Lot of shots. Uh, it was a lot of shots that Mackenzie Blackwood stopped um, in what was a misleading. I felt it was a little bit of a misleading 4 nothing. It probably should have been like 6 nothing because the Islanders sucked. Uh, in that game, they were terrible last night, too, in the third period. Uh, they could not get a, a shot towards the net in the third period at all. Um I said before the road trip I would sign up for six wins in 13 games uh, in a heartbeat. They have a chance to do that night, tonight in Florida. Um, but if they play the way they've played in the last four-ish games, um, they're not going to do that. They're not going to beat the Panthers. So I, Wait, they, um, I thought they played Thursday, no? They played they play tonight. Oh, I thought it was yeah, Thursday. they played tonight against Florida. Um, yeah, no, they, they, it's, um, yeah it, it's been a really tough go of it, and – Oh, you're talking about the Islanders? Yes, the Islanders. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Devils. No, I'm talking about the Islanders. (laughs) It's been a really tough go of it. And one thing I noticed from the Devils game was the Devils are a really young team. They got a lot of of quick forwards, right? They're really speedy. And the Islanders, they lost their two speedy defensemen over the last two years. They lost Devontae to Colorado after the bubble, and they lost Nick Letty to Detroit last year. They replaced them with 44-year-old Zidane Ochara and 39-year-old Andy Green, who basically stand there in concrete. Nice tilt, Rob- nice tilt to start the game the other day with Chara though. Good <laughs> Chara Maru just dropped the goal. It was a three seconds in. It was a good tilt off. to start it, it up. It was a good tilt, and then Corey Perry decided not to fight Matt Martin, which probably <laughs> this is a really smart business. Yeah, decision. probably a good decision. <laughs> smart business decision by Corey Perry. But uh, this team sucks right now. Um, and if they, <laughs> if they, if they need to, they needed momentum coming into UBS. I thought that they were gonna like this last leg. They're gonna be like all juiced up, like oh, we're ready to go. They probably saw the building maybe for the first time, um, and no, they came out really flat last night. Yeah. I mean, we came on here, I believe it was last week, and they were coming off those two great wins against the Jets and the Canadians, and we're thinking, all right, you know, maybe they're starting to turn around, and yeah, they can get this momentum going into this home opener. And now they've lost three straight, and. You know, the Panthers are struggling right now. I think they've lost four straight games, so this could be a chance for the Islanders, you know, get that sixth win. But looking at their schedule going forward, they have the week of Thanksgiving. They got four straight divisional games, two against the Rangers, one against the Penguins, and one against the Flyers. Right now they're nine points behind the Rangers for the three spot in the Metro. I mean, I know it's— Say that again? I didn't hear you. I said (laughs) right now the New York Islanders are nine points behind the New York Rangers for the playoff spot in the Metro. So I thought you said— and listen, I mean, it's uh, it's so early. Like, we're joking around about this, but it's so early to be looking at the standings. But at the same time, if you're the Islanders, I mean, these teams in the Metro are winning. The Devils are winning. It's, the it's, Blue Jackets are winning. <laughs> the amount of teams that are winning in the Metro is insane. It's insane. Eventually, they're going to have to play each other, and then when they do with the yeah, point game. Someone, but... will f- someone will eventually start to fall off. Probably teams like the Blue Jackets, probably the Devils. But at the same time, the Islanders looking at that stretch right there, two of those games are at home. I think if you're the Islanders, you gotta go three and one there. You have to somehow turn this around because yeah. if you don't start picking up points soon, these teams at the top of the division, the Hurricanes, I don't know who's beating them right now. They look like they could run away with the division. Mm-hmm. The Capitals, I thought they weren't gonna be good this year. They look great. I, I don't think we had that. We I don't had think that. did no, any of us. Three, yeah, did yeah, any? Yeah. I didn't think they'd I be good, definitely. and they look great. The Rangers, some of their games that they haven't even looked great, and they're still nine three and three. You gotta think they could maybe even be better. Well, they're go- they're going to go as far as the best goalie in the league takes them right now. So, I mean, if you're the Islanders, you got to hope that some Shaq's big chicken gets <laughs> oh, you going. My, mouth, my mouth's watering. <laughs> but let's let, but let's be real though. 
they're playing teams that they haven't seen in two years because of COVID, traveling to Canada, traveling to West Coast. I mean, they just they just played the Tampa seven times, and they still got thumped. Of course, but you, you can't expect them to win every game when they're on a 13-game road trip. No, There's, I know. That's the, why I said six the wins second, is fine. Yeah, of co- the second longest streak of away games in NHL history. I think it, the first one yeah, was yeah, with I, somebody in like 2011 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it was. So... Yeah, they are five, five, and two in their stretch, but not playing well. But I feel like you couldn't really expect much more than that, just due to the logistics of it, the traveling, not being away from home for what? When did the season start? Whatever, a month October and a half in now, thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. about about a month in, and they'll go about like five weeks exa- on the road. Yeah. Exactly, and I think once they start coming home, the first game on Saturday, which you two will be covering at UBS Arena. Yep. I think they're going to hit their stride and be able to play that game of hockey that they've been playing for the last two years. Obviously, two years in a row where they had a great chance to go to the Stanley Cup uh, Finals, and they fell short. But I think once they get home, get their stride back, and just start that everyday normalcy of getting to the rink and practicing in their home arena in front of their home fans, I think that helped. But, Chris, let me ask you this. Anders Lee, a guy coming back from injury, what, what what's your thoughts on him this year? Four points on the season and just... How much does he need to step up and contribute in order for this Islanders I think team to Ander, win? I think Anders has been fine. I think Barzell's been really good, to be honest. Um, the guy who I'm most concerned about is Paul Mary, because I have him on my fantasy team too. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate for you because yeah. he can't buy a goal right now. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some good chances. Uh, and the unfortunate part is Eberle has eight goals, and they made a very conscious decision to go Eberle over Paul Mary, or Paul Mary over Eberle, I should say, which I was perfectly fine with. Um, because you were able to get a little bit more of a team friendly contract with Paul Mary, get some longer longer uh, term as well, but Eberle's been pretty good for a bad Seattle team. Palmieri can't buy a goal right now, so that's the guy I'm most concerned about. Anders. Anders will, will get his, I think, you know, he's got four goals in, in or three goals in thirteen in ten games, so I mean, that's, that's a You think he's th- bothered by the injury still, or you think no, he's I think he's past healthy. that? I don't think he would be playing if his ACL hurt. That That's kind of my... I think the same thing about Varlamov. Is it's rust. He hasn't played in a very long oh, time. Oh, he's doing bad. And he was not. He has not been great. Not in any of the games he played. He's bad. Um, he was honestly. He oh no, that was Sorokin who played against New Jersey because Sorokin was pretty good against New Jersey, but still gave up four goals. Um, that's enough hockey. Let's talk about chicken. Um, so mm, Shaq's yes. so Shaq Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, he has a restaurant. You know who that is? Anyone know? Any, you, you know I think I've heard of him. Okay. I think I think I heard of him. I think he's pretty good at basketball. Um. So he uh, he has this restaurant called Shaq's Big Chicken. I'd never heard of it until last week. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, me neither. Uh, this is their no- so their northernmost location will be uh, at UBS Arena. Shaq was at UBS Arena to christen the new thing. He has this giant Islander starter jacket on, which how they didn't give that to JG Pajot afterwards. I was so mad. I wanted them to put JG Pajot <laughs> in the Shaquille O'Neal jacket, but that whatever. Um, and they debuted an Islander. It's sixteen dollars. By worth the way, worth it. Worth it. Oh, I, worth <laughs> it. Worth it. It's buffalo chicken, blue cheese, cream cheese on an orange and blue bagel from Blue Line <laughs> Deli, which is an Islander fan-owned uh, bagel and deli out in Huntington. Um, it, it looks. It's literally cardiac arrest in a, in a wax paper. Bold and Tyler and I are going yes. to try them at some point, uh, probably on Saturday. But no, the line might be very no, long. Definitely. Okay. Not that, only are we going to try on them. Saturday. Not only are we going to try them. I'll be, I I legitimately want to be the two first people to try it. What time do the gates open? So the gates open at five 
I don't know if we're even allowed to go to the merch, uh, to the not the merch, but the, to the, the big chicken section. The big chicken section. Sure, I have no idea. I'm sure, you can, I'm sure you can eat. That would be a sure crime. Can, probably, yeah. I'm thinking about buying. Not, a, I'm thinking about buying a ticket to the game just to go eat. Some <laughs> well, of don't the chicken. buy a ticket to the first game. Just to eat some of the chickens. That's that's five hundred bucks. Oh, is it really? Oh, oh my yeah. god! Because my brother's birthday is on Friday, and um, he's eighteen. He's going to turn eighteen, and he was like, "Maybe I'll go to the. Maybe I should ask like mom for one ticket to the game for my birthday because you're going to be there." I was like, all right, go for it. And he was like, oh, never mind. You, th- <laughs> wow. you think it's that much money to watch the to watch the team's player because of the chicken? <laughs> Probably because you know of the chicken. Honestly. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's definitely not for the honest product right now because the honest <laughs> product sucks. Yeah. It's about the new building, obviously, and uh, the chicken. But the chicken, it did look pretty good. It looked pretty good. And, and people tried it. People like tried the sandwich at this yeah. like media thing, which I don't know how we didn't get invited to that. Yeah, what? That would that would have <laughs> been that would have been the time to try the sandwich. But apparently, that's when Shaq was there. I think that was when Shaq yeah, was there. Yeah. It was like the media thing, and they like were dishing out sandwiches. But man, oh man, I I never heard of of Shaq's big chicken, and I did some research on this, and man, these sandwiches. The look chicken good. looks really good. It looks legitimately it looks very really good. good. Are you a Popeyes or a Chick Fil A guy? <sighs> Never had Popeyes. Never I've had only had Popeyes, Popeyes once, and it was when I got the chicken sandwich there. And I literally, I talk about this all the time with my friends. There are no Chick Fil A's where I live. It's the most. There's overrated. no Chick Fil A's. So the closest so Chick Fil It's the closest Chick Fil A to where I live is probably like a 25, 30 minute drive. It really makes no sense because I don't live, you live in, in the city I live of in a suburb, the, like the first suburb outside of Philadelphia. So like it's a very populated area. You would think that they would have a Chick Fil A somewhere. We have a ton of fast food restaurants, but just. No the chi- way, there's just the closest there's, one's like 25 minutes away. No, the closest no one to me is to 25 minutes away, but I live in the middle of nowhere. So Mine's that's it's, why. it's probably like so, 45 minutes for me where I live. There's no Chick Fil A. Yeah, there's no Chick Fil A. Yeah, so I just have, have so many other there. places to go to that are closer. That Taco I, yeah. Bell, baby. <laughs> no, Taco I had my first. I had my. I had my first Taco Bell, like a week ago. That's the most the Fordham Road Taco Bell. Oh, that can't be. I mean, come on. It was okay. That's crazy. That was the first time I ever had White Castle was the Fordham Road White Castle. The first time I had White Castle was, was also this year. And I was like, ooh, that's yeah, not. No, no. Not going back no, there. No, 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 no. That's you, guys, you guys thought you came for a hockey podcast. You came for the food network. You came for a food <laughs> podcast, yes. I have not seen any um, any other food-related content from UBS Arena. I'm a little bit upset about it. Like, I have no idea what else is going to be there. It doesn't matter. Does the Shack's chicken? No, matter. it doesn't matter, though. I want to know what else is going to be there. I want to know. I can tell you what the media food's probably going to be. Hot dogs and pretzels. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, it's my guess. <laughs> the Coliseum popcorn was fantastic. I will have, I do have to say, Coliseum popcorn was quite good. Um, but yes, the the Shaq's big chicken was a uh, was a major talking point uh, <laughs> on social media. Jack wants us. Jack wants us to do like a full like Portnoy style review. Um, I think we should. I think, I think I, we I think, absolutely I think it should, should definitely be incorporated either into your post game or a whole separate pregame video of a whole separate, just the chicken. We should. So you think we should take the video, then go to the media. Cut, I should cut the video before yes. the game and post it. Yes. All right, I can do that. I think, I think what we should I potentially think I, I think do, I can do, we that. kind of touched on this very briefly, but we could make like a whole video of this because we, we don't know how we're really getting we there. We don't know how we're getting there. Like the train they just, station They just opened opening. the train station today. Yeah, so. So Tyler and I, we have to have a little content meeting this week. How far yeah. is it? Well, the, the train, it's in the parking lot. No, I mean, how like how many minutes does it take to get from here to the arena? Oh, it's gonna take a long time because we have to go to Grand Central, then we got to walk yeah. to Penn, then we got to get on a train, then we might have to transfer. At least there's no Ubers. No Ubers, no, no Ubers this time. This takes time. takes the cost way down, which is nice. Yeah. Um, this is not what the people signed up for. <laughs> um, any other anything else? The Hockey Hall of Fame inductions were last night. No buzz for me. Again, was was really good. Great inductees, but yeah, yeah, uh, no yeah. Marion hosts a three Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, three times nice. I mean, Kevin like he's Lowe. gonna get in, in my opinion, Six no matter time. what his other stats are. Um, nice to get another female in. 
Yeah, Kim, uh, Kim St. Pierre, fantastic it's always, goalie. It's always good to see. For sure. But other than that, no. Does Ken, is Ken Holland a Hall of Famer? He is Didn't they give him? they gave him Builder? I yeah. know, but yeah. I mean, How come on. How many Cubs did he win with the Red Wings? A lot. Yeah. He won a lot. But I mean, like Kevin Lowe got in, and pretty much the reason he got in, I feel like, is because he won six Stanley Cups. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Um, that Yeah, I had no buzz for that. Absolutely none. Um, and I'm not a big Hall of Fame guy anyway, so whatever. Um, next week, uh, we got a lot to go over next week because the Islanders will, we will have been at UBS Arena. Tyler and I will be there on Saturday. Um, I will be there on Sunday. Uh, it's also going to be the day before we leave for Thanksgiving, which is very exciting. Um, and we'll also have potential news on the Penguins being sold. That's kind of like breaking right now. We don't have a ton of information on it, but the Penguins look like they might be selling to the Fenway group, which is which is wild. So we'll get some more information on that. And the following week, we'll have two Rangers-Islanders games to talk about. That is true. we got two Rangers-Islanders games got some coming good up. episodes coming this up. Is, this is, uh, the NHL season is finally kicking into full gear. It feels good. I know I'm biased, but it feels good to have the Islanders home now. Um, and, and it really feels more like the hockey season now uh, than it ever was. So for Tyler Mooney, Mike Messina, James Burrell behind the glass, I'm Chris Hennessy. We'll talk to you next week.